Welcome back to another episode of Signal Fire Radio, a show about ambitious leadership for ambitious leaders. Our guest today is Mickey Bigalki, designer of the Veterans Memorial Reef. Do not go anywhere. We've got a great show lined up for you. So Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Signal Fire. I'm your host, Rob Renz, Marine Corps veteran, entrepreneur, local small business owner, voted number one good dude all the way around by my wife and daughters. No <laughs> competition. I have the certificate hanging. Evan, why are you sh- why do you always shake your head at that? No. It hurts me that you don't believe that. I believe that. No, we believe I believe that they voted you number one. The entire town knows that already. We gotta get- Do you think I need to do something different? It's well, muscle no. memory now. I mean, we this is like our 34. 3rd, 34th episode, so you do what? Tw- you do something 28 times, and then it becomes a habit? Is that a fact? Wait, I thought it was 10,000 times. It's it's all up for debate, right? They've it's, debunked it's the 10,000 hours. It's widely disputed. It's 21 times, it's 28 times. How many times is it? I don't know. I you, thought it... You're the smartest one of the Yeah, group. but I, it's, you know... It's it's about uh, marginal gains, we'll right? Producer, so just like we'll a little bit, Josh. a little bit better each day, like one yeah. percent each day. It's not necessarily about like how many days. Compound effect, right? Yeah, we'll get producer come. Josh to to Google it, and he'll tell us definitively how many how many days in a row do you have to do something? Jury's out. For yeah, jury's out, jury's out. Matt, Evan, how are you both today? Bueno, good. Yeah, good. yeah. It feels I don't know that I like this <laughs> setup so much because it feels a little contentious. Why? Well, you got the two of you over there. Matt's got his arms crossed. You're both looking at me. Is, are you thinking about last week? You still got Erica Stillman on mind about her cycle. I'm just trying to get 1% better each and every day. There you go. Yeah. By the I'm way, tr- it's uh, 18 to 254 days. So 18 nobody, to 200? No, nobody really knows. That's a big, that's that's a big range. Yeah, give me a break. That, that's much. about as arbitrary as yeah. Yeah. can be. Sure. Uh, it could be between one and a million. Two to yeah, 40. That's how many days it Somewhere takes. in there. That's ridiculous. So keep, keep doing it. A lot of people have profited off like the 21-day habit or 28-day habit building thing. It's uh, it's, it's hoodwinkery. Hoodwinkery, because it could take anywhere up to two, I just made it up. 254 Matt, how many times did you have to free dive before you felt like you got good at it? I don't know. I mean, who I said was, he's good at it? That's a that's. <laughs> thank you. Let's get real. Thank me. You. Come on. We've never had anybody on the show who knows Matt well enough to be able to contest it. Okay. But when you hear him talk about it, it's like whoever the most world famous free diver is. He's so good Matt. at telling stories that you don't <laughs> know what's true and what's not. I. I Listen, I will. T- I would tell you if it wasn't true because I've told stories before. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't true. <laughs> but it, was fun, it was fun, wasn't it? No, it's I'm all about in a- colorful storytelling and language. And I'll and I'll, I'll own right off the bat. I'm a I'm a totally average freediver. Yeah. I mean, people on the outside are like, oh my god, you dive down that deep and you hold your breath, and it's just like that is totally like a normal average freediver. You might be an average freediver, but you're an above average podcaster. That's for sure. Darn right. Darn. Right. Matt, how long have you and Mickey known each other? A couple of years. Two, yeah. two, three years. And it was just by circumstance that we got. Yeah, we were talking about this morning with Evan. So his house number, he and Don's house number yep. is 604 North Colony. I'm 604, 604 Commons. Yeah. yeah. And we got a piece of his mail one day, and Sarah drove it down I to get it back I think I was taking the mail out, and your wife pulled up. 
and said that she has some of our mail and she was so nice and bubbly and I'm going, who is this person? <laughs> and she gave us our mail and um, I think I started to talk about, she asked me where I worked and I said I was at the VA right. and her husband really needed to get in and just he's been having some trouble. Yeah, basically he's uh, messed up and he needs help. <laughs> I love how Sarah just uh, led with yeah, that, right? Yeah. Like, that's what yeah, I he's knew. been in combat. He's really messed up in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's I know, got I really bad habits. I know we don't know yeah. you, new neighbor, but my husband really But that's needs why I wanted help. to work at the VA is I want people to be taken care of the way I want to be taken care of, and, mm. and I love working there. So absolutely, I reached out to Matt, got him in, and I think I think you were in in, what, a week? I mean, not only was I in in a week, but I had tried for eight, nine years to acquire disabilities for different issues from, right. you know, combat experiences. And I'm not kidding you. Mickey single handedly. He's just like, dude, we got to get you in. Like, given everything that I've heard, you're you're why they have disability through the VA for, you know, you're dealing with stuff that was because of your service that you don't have to deal with. You know, we there's help available. Right. right. And I, I am not kidding you. He single-handedly, handedly within like two months, he's like, let me help you fill out the paperwork. So I went in, met with him and one of his buddies. And two, three months later, I'm fully in the system. I have coverage for the rest of my life. And not to mention, I acquired my disabilities. And so I now mean, you're taking care of things are, I'm sure, much better. I mean, yeah. The stress and, of all that is gone. And I have to admit, the continuity of care, at least at the, the VA clinic here in Wilmington, is fantastic it's, it's actually pretty sick that we have that little clinic yeah. right there i yeah. mean small town like this relatively small town even though we're growing so quickly I, I don't know how many other cities of our size would have something like that yeah yeah, yeah I, to I totally agree and mickey's like Mick mickey just makes stuff happen over there so you're, you're a va employee i didn't know that i am okay yes. is the memorial reef separate from separate yeah is that's just a passion project or? it is okay yep. uh, one of the doctors there at the va um what happened is, and I don't quote me on this, but the, out of eight cemeteries that we have that are military cemeteries in North Carolina, um, seven of them are fully packed. Mm -hmm. And with what's going on in the world with COVID and the war, thank God it ended and everybody's coming home. But there's a lot of people that need to go in the ground. And uh, we, we saw what it was doing. And so many patients come in saying, Hey, I have my dad's ashes, and I don't know what to do because there's nowhere to put them. And so Thomas Marcinowski came up with the idea of uh, if they're cremated, let's put them down in the ocean and make an artificial reef with it. Um, so I designed a, a uh, reef ball, if you will, to go down to the bottom that will... Uh, promote sea life and we looked into all the different types of sea life that we have here so it's it's custom to Wilmington and uh, we had our first inaugural launch on Memorial Day of it, just this, of just this uh, past year of yes, 2021 correct wow and uh, it was amazing it was absolutely amazing we had a ceremony with a lot of people there showing up uh, we gave full honors to the veterans that went down. And then the next day we had the barge out there and the barge put them all out in a certain spot that the state designated for us, which is at uh, five mile box cars. They gave us 
I want to say 480 acres. Um, so the first round of veterans went down, and uh, my dog was one of the six that went down. Uh, he was in the military with me, and uh, he passed away not long after we both retired. And I had his ashes for quite a while, and he went down in the reef. So not only is he the first batch, but he's the first service dog to go down. That's so that cool. That is so cool. That's, so you were a dog handler, right? That was your... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the whole time. Not, yeah. Okay, okay. Man, that's so cool. So how many are in earned there right now? You said six? Six are there. Okay. Yes. Talk to, talk to us a little bit about like the design phase of it. Um, it really wasn't all that tough. I guess it's easier for me to say because it just comes to me. Is that something that you had done professionally, though, before? I've heard from a lot of people that I should get into woodworking and selling a lot of that stuff. Dude, every single time I go to his house, he has some new freaking gadget. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he, he doesn't have a 3D printer yet, but he's got... I don't know, he's always got something new, and he's got his hands in something. Right. Speaking, speaking of which, actually, to, to validate that point, I hope this doesn't creep you out. I, I was in your house before I met you. Oh, nice. And I saw okay. your, all your gadgets and your toys in your garage. All right. So <laughs> oh, that's not okay. weird at all. Okay, there's a caveat to this. It was when I was watching the dogs last week. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. The, no? Other, the other time. I'm just joking. Now, now you're like, freaking me out. What are you talking about? I was by myself. I helped Matt <laughs> let the dogs out. That's all I did. <laughs> Didn't you go down there with me? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I what I'm a, talking about. I have about. a separate building in the back that's yeah. just a wood shop. Yeah. And it's what helps me. It's what it, my mind, I'll say. It helps my mental health after um, being in the military for so long. And it's just something that I picked up, and I wound up being good at it. Mm -hmm. I'm just afraid to go further. What if the business isn't there? Because my, my family obviously comes first, and I need to know that I can uh, pay the bills to take care of that. Sure. So... Uh, mostly my my woodworking jobs um, are just for friends or myself, really, for dude, whatever they need. Dude, uh, come do the new studio. I actually, when I kept, when I walked in, I saw all this stuff, and I was like, I was actually wanting to talk to Matt to say, if you guys wanted anything built more, let me know. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. TK is throwing be, his hands up. That would be great. We're doing a whole new. We're doing a whole new studio, and TK is getting all sorts of cool gadgets. Getting a TriCaster, and we bought this big soundboard and stuff. So, um, so yeah, we'll have you over to the new space. Then we'll people let you can check it see out. My, your handiwork, uh, yeah. twenty four, twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll put made by Mickey right there. Okay. So people have told you you should professionally be in, be into a this. A few have, yes. Okay. Uh, they'll come to the house. They'll look at our uh, dining room table, and there, some people go, "Where did you buy this?" And I say, "No, I made it." And That's exactly what I, I don't was think thinking. they to this day they even believe me. Really? I think they thought I was messing with them. I don't know, but uh, it's fun. Well, how did that evolve into the reef design? So. <laughs> I have ADHD. I go well. He just off a track. he he tinkers, tries out new stuff. So there's another company down in Florida that does this. I worked for them. Yeah, and we got our idea ne off Neptune's of them. Memorial Reef. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. What, uh, it's off off West Palmer, Fort Lauderdale. They, it's owned by SCI. It's the company that I first started working for. Hence why I wanted to talk to Nick. Okay. Jeez, um, you so know nothing about. We designed it from there. What's cool about ours? <laughs> what I love about ours is the top of it. Uh, what happens is I've designed it where you can put in the veteran and the spouse. So you can have two in one pod. And it doesn't matter if the pod already went down or it hasn't yet if you have them both. 
they can both go. So, so I, I understand the framework of it, and I got a picture of it from that day when I drove the boat past the barge. But yeah, TKO put it. Are, are they still like in an urn too. container? Yeah, they are. So, so I for I some designed. reason I I had it in my mind. <laughs> this sounds stupid now, but I had it in when they were forming the the frame. Right. The cement's all wet. I thought they were like putting the ash in it no. and like mixing. So it, we were going to do that, cool. but. Uh, after looking into this stuff, we realized I believe it was Catholics that say they cannot be cremated in concrete. So I designed an urn where the veteran um, can go inside of there. It's completely sealed. And then that urn goes down inside of the pod, which is just a tube. And then we fill that with concrete. So the ashes are protected. Is the pod itself concrete? The entire pod is concrete. It weighs about 2,000 pounds a piece. Holy cow. Yeah, Uh, 2,000 pounds a piece. And what's great is that when when the memorial we have of putting that the ashes into the urn, the family does that, and then the urn goes inside the pod, uh, the very top six inches, uh, we put a border on there, so then a little bit of concrete can go on and the family can design the top of it with we love you or... Uh, a lot of them put shells and stuff in there, little notes, and uh, Dude, that's sick. it dries overnight, and then it goes in the in the water. So if you ever dive down, you can you can see that still. You know, it's great. So it's to amazing. my knowledge, there's two in the entire country. There's the one in Florida, and then the one here. As far as I know, yes. Yeah, uh, those are the only two. We have another launch coming up in November. I'm not sure the exact date, but I can get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, there, as far as I know, just Florida and here, and we're wanting to expand. There's been other states that have reached out to us. I know Veterans Memorial Reef is huge in Tennessee. Uh, they got, but there's no it. ocean in Tennessee. I know. I thought it was kind of weird. But <laughs> hey, if it's got making a river. its way there, that's that's yeah. great progress. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, uh, so, so I, something I have to like share with everybody real fast. I don't know if I have. About about Florida, my brother was down there a couple of years ago doing shark fishing at night with a couple of his boys. So they're in Tennessee. No, 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 in Tampa. <laughs> okay, in Tampa. <laughs> all right. I just said there's no ocean. Those, this is one of those stories of Matt's that starts off and all oh, of a yeah. sudden it gets unbelievable. Dude, they, they he said he sends me he facetimes me. They turn the tower light on. They pull up this bag that's like this big. And they don't know what it is because they were like I, I, it was. They pulled it off the bottom, but the thing found it. It weighed like a hundred. How much did he say it weighed? Like 100 pounds, maybe? Maybe less. But there was a tag on it. This was somebody who had been cremated. Was Like, he took a, he took a picture of oh, the label. God. I'm sitting at home Googling it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this person died, like, like eight <laughs> months ago in Tampa. And they pulled this thing up, and I, it was the most bizarre thing ever. And I was like, wow. Tommy, please tell me you just dropped it back in the yeah, water. Yes. He's like, yes, we just at dropped it. I thought you were going to say they pulled up cocaine or something. I, would th- like I was yeah, thinking. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, the punching bag well, full of kilos. It's, it's, <laughs> inter- it's, it's, it's I interesting. I would not live in Wilmington that, anymore. Because, you know, when I was in the funeral profession, um, People would often say, I, I just want to be buried at sea. I want to be cremated and, and, you know, my ashes or cremated remains sprinkled out at sea. And we would always be like, you really shouldn't do that. Um, because for the reason that you just described, if you just drop an urn somewhere in the ocean, it's going to wash up somewhere at some point or somebody could accidentally catch it or snag it or something like that. Um, but that's why we always had the one in Florida to be able to offer that as an option to people. And I'm, I'm pumped that we have one here in Wilmington too, as well. Cause a lot of people say I've, I've considered it for myself. Like, yeah, just, I don't really like the idea of being cremated, but if you could 
put a casket down there for me and just let me, <laughs> yeah. just let me chill by, in the reef. I'd strongly that, consider by that it. point, we'll have... Uh, We'll have other designs. Yeah, we can do that. Put me in like a, like a plexiglass Liberace <laughs> type thing <container. laughs> oh. <laughs> with plush purple velvet yeah, walls. Exactly, exactly. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break, but before we do, if you haven't heard it here, then uh, you haven't been listening. Wilmington, North Carolina, is the fastest growing metropolitan area in the entire United States, probably because of great things like Mickey uh, that Mickey is doing with the Veterans Memorial Reef. Uh, or it's because Signal Fire Radio is in Wilmington, North Carolina. I think, personally, that's why so many people are moving here. That's what it is. Yeah, that's got to be it. You're going to move here in just a couple of months. No. Because... Here you are, buddy. No. Let okay. us plan your life. We have it all figured out for you. Belong in the woods. Bowen, all right, he's going to the woods. That's okay. We can still do all this remote. Don't worry. Evan's not going anywhere. But if you are going to consider a move to Wilmington, you have to get in touch with our boy, Garrett Huffman, the musical mortgage man, NMLS number 1778213, but number one in our hearts. And now that everybody in Signal Fire Nation knows Matt's address, um, yeah. they're probably going to show up like it's you know the Beatles, the the original British invasion. And we're gonna have people standing out in front of your house with signs, wanting to know who did your mortgage, Matt. So send them to the Musical Mortgage Man. It's Absolutely, Garrett Huffman at LoanDepot.com. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna be right back after this quick break. Signal Fire Radio. Welcome back to Signal Fire Radio. We're having a fantastic conversation with Mickey Bigalki. Am I saying that right, Mickey? Big Alki. Big Alki. How did big that? Alcoholic. Yeah. How did, I was gonna say, how did that name fare? Uh, Actually, it's a very funny story. Uh, I was in high school, and I had to switch high schools. My very first class was PE. We had to write our names on the shirt, and I get sent to the principal's office immediately. I have no <laughs> idea why. So I go to the principal, and I'm like, it's my first day. I, I already know I'm gonna be in here a bunch, but this time I did not do anything. And she kind of laughed, and she's the one who pointed out Big Alki. And um, since then, I was nobody really believes it. The PE teacher didn't have a roster of students and go, "Oh, this kid's." I think she came out was Big Alki. Like, oh, look at this kid! You know, he thinks he's funny. And, yeah. Uh, right yeah. away, I'm yeah. Stand over there by Benjamin Dover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Michael Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> a little Bart. A little Bart Simpson. Yeah. Thing, exactly. Big Alki. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too funny. That's yeah. Too, yeah they should, teacher wanted to set a precedent. She'd be like, "I can tell this kid's going to be a oh, problem. I'm going to send him away for something totally harmless, right. and then and then he'll be on watch the rest of the." Little did she know, I actually like lived in the principal's office. Like physically, you had uh, just about, <laughs> just about. Were you a troublemaker? I wasn't. Everybody else was, and I was the one that always got caught. <laughs> That's <laughs> such is life, dude. That is a hundred. I had the same problem. Me. Yeah, I know. It was a hundred percent me. From being yeah, guys, no, exactly. We study hard. I was telling them to not to drink nature. alcohol. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was telling them, cannabis is bad. We do not. This is the devil's lettuce. Like a hall monitor. <laughs> Matt, you would have made a good hall monitor. I think that's why you went. That's on why I became a narcer. Yeah. Oh, truly. Oh. Well, I meant that. I didn't mean that in a mean way. I didn't go through a blue suede Timberland phase, okay? You know what? You're right, you didn't. And I own that, and we brought it up on more than one episode. You do own it, and I appreciate I that it. about you. Uh, I hate it. But you know, you in unintentionally just created such an amazing segue, because there's something else that's light blue Ooh. that I'm currently wearing right now. It's our brand new t-shirt called the Chill Switch Engage. Evan, do you want to tell the story 
of like what chill switch engage means. It's better when you tell it. It is? Yeah. You think? I think so. Well, the, the backstory behind this shirt is in particular is that, you know, I post a lot on social media. This all grew out of social media. Sure. And and probably my my most popular of all my posts was me suggesting that if you're getting out of the military, you should you should take a couple weeks, take a month, two months, whatever's practical for you and just chill out. Right? Go to the mountains like I did. I got to go climb mountains in Colorado. Matt, unfortunately, didn't get that experience. Evan, I hope you're planning a nice vacation right now. Yeah. Are you guys going to do something? I don't know. You don't know? I, that's the, you know, I say the great thing. That's That's been the thing about, like, the COVID and the remote environment is that I haven't had to be so uh, tight with my schedule yeah. to where I, I've been able to relax and I take time th- off. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't really feel like I need to go, like, decompress because I've been able to take this this part of my life so seriously. Yeah. So. Well, the, the the response was overwhelmingly positive. There was one gentleman who was like, you're giving people bad advice. He's the same guy who told, told me Easy Hippie. Um, and so we've been thinking about how to execute this T-shirt design for a long, long time. And I mean, months we've been working on it. Now we finally have it. So if you're checking it out, if you're watching us on YouTube or you're looking at this social media clip, the proceeds of this T-shirt of the Chill Switch Engage are going to go to our good buddy, uh, Nick and Hannah Jones's foundation, Talents Reach, which if you didn't hear the episode with Nick, um, you got to go back and listen to it. There wasn't a dry eye in the room. I mean, we were all it was heavy, physically moved by his combat experience, but but more importantly, what he's doing afterwards, which is creating a foundation for special forces in Montana mm-hmm. to go and do exactly this. Just chill out go for relax. a couple of weeks, reconnect with the tribe walk barefoot around the mountains of of montana i've never been to montana but it looks beautiful it's amazing there are big mountains there right i didn't say that incorrectly yeah Yeah. so go to our website signalfire.media pick up a chill switch engage and you will be supporting a fantastic uh upstart foundation in talon's reach so mickey did you take any time off in between military service and going to work for the va um not really no because i have my kids that i got to take care of so um, it was very tough getting out of the military and finding a job. Everybody tells you that it'll be easy and they want to hire veterans and this and yeah. that, but it's the exact opposite. Sure, they tell you that, but in all reality, you have no experience. Uh, you have experience in things that they're not looking for. Uh, it's very, very hard. So I went to college. I went back to college and one of the classes I took was a health science one to get my EMT license. And I said, well, I'm using my GI Bill to go to college and at the same time, uh, I'm stepping into a new career. So that's what I did. And you didn't get any opportunity to take a long vacation or? No. Do you feel like that would have, that would have helped you? I do think it would have helped a little bit but at the same time you don't really want to get out of that working mode yeah uh, too much time off you're gonna become lazy and maybe not do what you really want to do. i can certainly appreciate the balance between like okay i'm getting out and i and i i need to take a little bit of time for myself but i also need to get back into the workforce mm-hmm. but at the same time too evan i think this is just such a perfect example of what you've done and how you've how you've owned this uh, transition, and, and obviously the resources, Mickey, for what we had. When did you get out? Oh boy, I got out. Well, I just retired September last year. Okay, 
2020. Okay. All right. So Matt got out in 08. I got out in 2011. These resources didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Evan, you've been on the job hunt for a year, it seems almost. Right. And, and doing a great job of disqualifying the things that you don't want to do mm-hmm. in search of that one thing that you do want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, where, whereas other, other people, Matt in particular, myself, Mickey, sounds like you had the, a similar experience, was like, oh, crap, we're out. I got to find something to right. do now because right. I got a family to support and everything else. So, right. um, so, Evan, I guess just more kudos and lavish praise on top of you for doing it the way that you're doing well, it. Well, it's it's because of guys like you who have had those bad experiences and and, you know, guys like Mickey willing to share their recent experiences that I've I've been able to learn so many lessons. Um, you know, see what not to do and that's that's how I've kind of you know, I've treated this as a as a big learning experience for the last really 18 months, you know, as as soon as it was time for me to start my transition, I started and started learning from people who had had done it poorly, wish they would have done it differently and then people who have had immense success um and and it's because of you know how bad the system was everything from the job hunt to you know how how bad the va can be at times you know for as for as well as they take care of uh, our our retirees and and separated service members you know they've also biffed a lot along the way but it's it's because of those mistakes that uh, things are better now and going to be better for me and the future generations of people yeah. Their time. Let's let's go there and talk about the VA a little bit, uh, Mickey. What is your what is your specific role there? Uh, I work. It's called an MSA. Uh, basically, you are in charge of taking care of the team, whichever team you're on, with scheduling or insurance, basically all the office stuff uh, for the provider. Okay. So now I'm working for physical therapy. I was in primary care, so I'm kind of learning different things there and. Physical therapy has been tough. It's I have more providers to take care of there. Mm-hmm. So, but it's good. And it doesn't matter. I still help out where I can and things I know. But if I don't know, I'm always eager to learn. And uh, that way, if they ever need me there, I can go. I, I consider his role like the master of puppets. Yeah. Like, I think he's downplaying a little bit. But, like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've walked in. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm doing this. He's just like, oh, you don't want to do that. Come over here. Come here. I got you. He's like, here, go talk to this guy. And it's like, I talked to him and it's just like something that I thought would take like three hours. Like I get the knocked maven, out. The maven of the VA. Like, well, but yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, 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 knows yeah. I mean, how, how, how spot on is that point though? That, um, that you, you nobody really knows what, not, not the people that work there, some of the people that work there, but for people like us, we have no idea what to do when we get to the VA. It's oh, like no, some of the people that work there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent present, present company excluded. Yeah. So what would your, what would your, uh, one, I want to talk about how far you think the VA has progressed in your time of working there. But, but more importantly, like if I'm getting out tomorrow, how do I navigate that system efficiently and to what might be in my particular best interest? Sure. If you're getting out, and you're unsure of what to do, get your DD-214 and bring it into whatever local VA you're at. They'll put you into the system and you'll be taken care of from there. But I'd hate for you to show up going, I don't know what to do, but I'll sign whatever you want. You need your DD-214. And I think it's two forms of identification too, which most people have on there. You have your military ID and your driver's license. So. Uh, you'll get taken care of from there. 
and 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 that's and that's it. And then you get into the system. And what about the system? And what about like you know when you're when you're going through and you're meeting? Because my my story in particular, I still do. They they prescribe me an upper and a downer to help me sleep and help me get going throughout the day. And I'm 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 not super granola, but I prefer more holistic approaches to stuff. What about people that are because there is a traditional way that the VA is going to treat patients. What if uh, I want an alternative approach to that? Is that is that even in the cards with the VA, or should seek that else up, seek you that know, out elsewhere? The way I look at it is, each provider at any VA is its own provider, mm-hmm. and everybody thinks differently. Some uh, are open to alternative uh, ways but I'll say most are not. Now, it is a federal service, so none of that is allowed, you know, with the VA. Sure, sure. Uh, There are doctors, though, that understand how that can benefit, but I won't get into that because I don't really know the the answer and I don't want to say something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Well, I guess the the point is, is if, like, I'm not jiving with whoever my primary care mm -hmm. that's assigned to me, I could always request another one and, and try to find somebody else and keep working through that. It or it doesn't. It's not like the civilian world. Okay. You can put in to change your primary because let's say you don't agree with a lot of the things or you don't feel like you're getting taken care of. Uh, it goes basically to a board, and the the what goes to the board is the the form that you filled out of why you want to, and they justify if that is good enough or not. So don't be surprised if it gets denied, and it very well could, um, if you just want to change providers because you don't like, just because you don't like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to justify why right. you want to change. Right. If you want to see, if you want, you mentioned two forms of ID when you go there. This was taken on the day that I had, I enrolled. Yeah. in the VA. That is a miserable, sad sack of a human being. You see that picture? Let me see. Oh, so You look bad. intoxicated. You know I, I was, Matt. It's I was. like you're lost. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're lost. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, Matthew, I was not participating in that. You look stoned. Yeah, that was, it was a bad. I mean, he does. Look at it. It was yeah. a bad morning. My, my, my situational <clears throat> awareness was so off. I walked in there. There was this, you know. It, was this it, when you were working at Publix? Yeah, it was. It was? It was in Atlanta, too, and, and that's a big, big facility at the Atlanta one, and it's right kind of close to the inner city in a nicer neighborhood that's growing up, so there was there was a lot of people that needed were, a lot of help. You were 25 then? Uh, that 26. Was 26, 20, yeah. It would have been... To 11, right? So Yeah, 2011. You, yeah. Look, you look 13 and a half. <laughs> he does. Without a beard, you look young as hell. That's yeah. why I grew the beard. I thought people would take me more seriously. It turns out I'm not a serious person, so nobody does. <laughs> But anyway, okay. so there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to put this away because it makes me sad looking at it right now. I, know. Oh. I, s- start, I start seeing the, the Timberlands. Yeah. And the, the Jinko. Timberland. That the Jinko was not jeans. Timberland guy. I was back to that DC. Was post. I was back to DC shoes. Yeah. The Timberland thing was a very, very, very short phase. Thanks a lot, Marshall Mathers. Thanks a lot, Eminem. Gosh. <laughs> Ruining, poisoning the kids' minds. Hey, I make fun of you, but yeah. I went through a phase in like the early 2000s where I had the, um, and I've talked about it before, had the white ribbed sweater that was like what? snug and it had a, the freaking NSYNC one. Really? You know the, yes, uh, dude. It dude, was so horrible. Dude, we have horrible. to get photos of that. Uh, it's so inappropriate. I like the ones hanging in your bedroom with you with the cowboy hat and the, and the cowboy boots on. How long did that phase last for? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. He's that, still doing it. 
<laughs> he still does it. Sometimes he catch. I leave for work and I see him walking out to check his mail wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Friday nights at the Mylot house. No, that, so that was like, hey, go get the cowboy hat. That was literally just for like those pictures. I really? never, I was never in a Whose idea was that? Was just one of my friends taking the pictures. Country rustic uh, photo shoot, dude. I was. This was in between my time in the Marine Corps. I was living in Virginia. I was in a very bad place. Yeah, but no, I just did it just for pictures. Did you have any bad phases, Mickey? That you that you can remember and care to share? Was it as bad as a ribbed uh, turtleneck in Joey Tribbiani sweater? Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, I have video proof, but I thrive for things like that. Yeah, Yeah, he does. Give me some. We went to the beach the other day. Were you Were you out on the boat the day that we linked up with him? Mm. Oh no, that, that was, was Jordan. The day, that was Jordan. the day I lost my fanny pack. You lost I that lost fanny that. pack, dude. He came looking up straight like some wacko from 1987. It's amazing. I got a. I'm glad to know your profile. It's fanny an old too. igloo fanny pack. <laughs> that's not just a fanny pack. It's a cooler. Mine's right there. Uh, it's like hot green and hot pink. pink. Yes. I have a hat like Will Smith wore. Remember the the yeah. cycling hats yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day? Uh, yeah. And you <laughs> know, you flip princess. it up. Mine mine <laughs> says rad. My amazing wife uh, put it on there for me. Dude, and, and then he was wearing like Oakley blades like <laughs> No, not those. I have Real pit vipers. Ooh, wait. Oh my! You remember the yes, pit? I yes. yes, I do. Yes, I do. The, the one I came lens. Yeah, See, that's just yeah. practical to have an igloo fanny pack cooler. Uh, I think the worst I did maybe, and it wasn't really of, you know, looking weird. Well, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I was living in New York, and you know, I've always lived in warmer climates and. I thought I'd show everybody, like, oh, this cold is nothing, and I would go everywhere in flip-flops and shorts, even if it was snowing. Uh, that was a phase that I went through until I... I'm still in that phase. You were I, just I embraced you were just cold. I didn't really feel enough. my toes anymore. That's all. You were just yeah. making yourself tough. I was. It's like Happy you know, Gilmore in the batting cage. It's got 364 days cool. till hockey yeah, season. Absolutely. I got to toughen up. Yeah. yeah. That's all I was doing. Do you felt you look cool, though? Or were the, the New oh, Yorkers no, no, no. were like, this I, guy's I insane? I knew. I, looked, <laughs> I knew it. Now, maybe in New York I didn't look cool, but yeah. I know I looked cool somewhere. See, that was the thing with me with my blue Timberlands. I knew that I looked cool until everybody else <clears throat> Did told you, me that I didn't. Did you? No. <laughs> no. No. <clears throat> yeah. Sad the things that we go through. But that's okay. But it makes us who we are. Part of the journey, part of growth. Yeah, that's what we talk about with Eric. We're always told what to wear every single day. So now we're allowed to do what we want. And it's fun. I think that has a lot of validity into it. You know, like you're like, oh, I don't have to I don't have to keep a high and tight haircut anymore. I can wear tie-dye all I want. Or fantastic chill switch engage shirts that you can get at signalfire.media slash shop. Well, and that's something that we're we're always trying to like promote that lies central to our DNA is a lot of our ideology with regards to like the apparel is we're we're basically making this perfect blend of like polar opposites. We got the mil- the military side and then we got like the chill the hell out hippie yeah. side and we're just this constant aggregate of synergy yeah. with regards to dichotomy. blending dichotomy and yeah. duplicitous counterculture mixed in with love and good feelings. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You know who else is really good at that? Man School strategist Tim Howard, sponsor of the show. I would have to agree. Yep. Uh, We know that personal and professional development is a never-ending journey. If you need somebody to help guide you, we highly recommend having a great coach. Get in touch with Tim Howard, Man School strategist. You can find him online. I think he's the only Tim Howard on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else. I haven't looked. Tim Howard doesn't seem like it'd be that popular of a name. But Man. if you find Tim Howard, man school strategist. I think he's the goalie the, for Team USA. 
Really? A guy named oh, Tim wait, it was. Shut You're up. so yeah. right. Yeah, Seriously? The, the men's yeah. soccer team, Tim mm-hmm. Howard. Yeah, he had Tourette's. He was a good dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not or, that the Tourette's made him a good dude or a bad dude. I'm just saying he was also a very good goalkeeper. He's always life of the party. Tourette's. I think you you have Tourette's. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. could have been undiagnosed. It doesn't come and go. Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like luggage. You keep that forever. <laughs> uh, I love it. Thank you to all of our sponsors, uh, specifically in this instance, Tim Howard, Man School Strategist. We're going to take a real quick break on Signal Fire Radio. We'll be right back with Mickey Bigalki in our final segment. Do not go anywhere. Speak into the microphone, squid brain. Top of the T, tip of the tongue. Here we go. All right, we're ready to roll. Evan, you said you had something really big that you wanted to come back from the break with. Yeah. What is it? Well, it's not really big, but I just want to I want to circle back, as okay. I say. Circle back. So we've talked a lot about um, the VA stuff and about transition stuff. And one of the things that uh, I'm sure Mickey has found success in in his transition, as you guys have, is those activities that keep your brain occupied. So like Mickey's woodworking, something that he's found a passion for. Did, oh, yeah. you, did you happen into that? Did you try other things before you settled on <laughs> So I didn't know when I was doing it that I needed to find something to, to do with the woodworking. My stepdad um, years ago gave me his, some of his woodworking machines, like a table saw, uh, a bandsaw, and some hand tools. And I was intrigued and taught myself how to do it. And, you know, did a lot of YouTube, but honestly, that's, I kept doing it and getting out of the military and transitioning in that hard point of your life that you're in. I realized that the woodworking helped a lot, or I realized what I was doing when I would get really stressed out, then I would go out to the garage and start doing that. Um, Beyond that, you can't just have one thing because it's not always available to you. So for me, it's the woodworking and the water. Being out on the water is my complete mental health. Absolutely. If I didn't have that, uh, I think I'd be in a worse position than I am uh, or was at that time. And I will stand by that because there's days where he's like, text me, dude, are you on the water? You going out on the water? I'm like, no, dude, the winds are like 20 (laughs) miles an hour. I'm going out. And he's, dude, like, he'll go out rain or shine, like, I'm going down the water. Did you, like, did you recognize man. that right away, or did you have to, like, deal with oh, no. you know, some bad days before you realized that that was kind of your happy place? I definitely went through bad days, uh, and I still do. I still have bad days. You don't realize uh, when something's wrong a lot of times. It takes ten people to tell you what's wrong, and you're going nothing. But now the fifth person has asked you what's wrong, and now you are mad. Because everybody's seeing you acting a certain way, but you don't know how you're acting in it, and it really gets to you. So you'll so so when when that when that starts happening, starts creeping up. Now you have the interpersonal awareness to recognize, hey, I should go work in the wood shop, mm-hmm. or I should go get on the boat and do something in the water. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you and start you sh- getting like that, and you. If you can realize, hey, this is one of those times where I really need to to put my brain to work, go do something, get your mind off of whatever it is on, and do it. Um, and my wife will attest to it. I'll be in that wood shop until she's come out for about the fifth time saying, okay, fine, I'm going to bed then. Uh, <laughs> or 
I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I used to take the boat out until it was time to come in and shower and go to work uh, just from bad dreams. She doesn't really let me do that anymore. Um, but would take the boat out at night. Yeah. 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 She thinks I'm a bad boat driver, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be nearly, nearly bad as Matt. Oh, please. Kidding, Matt's a me. good boat driver. I took him out. We went to, we did the Spanish, uh, open here in Wrightsville. Yeah. And the day that we chose to go out, it was like gnarly six as to eight hell. footers out there. Invisibility was like a hundred feet, yeah. 200 feet. We were on a 23 foot, uh, gritty white and it was easily crashing over the bow. Wow. And, and Matt, who was at the helm? Matt. <laughs> Mad Dog Matt drove right Mad through Dog. it. He, was, he actually did it with one leg up on the other chair, yeah. one hand on there, you know, gangster he, He'll gangster steer riding. with his foot. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my, before, before Matt and I really, really knew each other, we were, I guess we were getting to know each other, and, and I, we were going to buy a boat, and I was like, you know, can I just go out with you for a little bit? You know, show me, show me some of the spots around here. Um, and so we stayed out. I, the sun had set, right, Matt? I mean, oh, we were, yeah. so we were, we were cruising up the Atlantic side, um, of Wrightsville beach. And I, how big do you say the swells were? It was, it was not, it wasn't even swells. It was just super choppy because yeah. it was windy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fairly choppy and Matt and I were just having a blast. We, we were blaring rage against the machine yeah. <laughs> yes that's right and just like yeah just cruising up the atlantic no but it was violent like it was I, violent yeah i lost my my spotlight i lost the lens off my spotlight yeah. oh the, the oar, oar the boat or the oar on my tower me. fell off and hit us yeah almost concussed we had no us. business being offshore when this all yeah. of this was going down but it was yeah. a blast and we still haven't gone boating with evan yet out of out of for as long as we've known you we've haven't he's, gone he's, out he's not evan a seagoing yet. creature that's why he joined the army would, he always I mean, says that. We, we should have gone last night. We could have gone last not night. Anti, the weather was horrible. Not so. anti. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's just time consuming, and I don't get a lot of time with you guys. So I guess I'd Why rather spend be, it on a boat. I'd rather be on land. Make, make the absolute best of it. Also, I think I just bring the rain every time I come here because it's always Shh, awful yeah. weather. It's that SeaTac. It's that SeaTac blood, you it guys. Yeah. It. It's definitely not your fault. So, how gnarly were some of the early uh, woodworking creations that you made? Um. I mean, like the biggest thing I've made is probably our dining room table. Um, my wife keeps having me change it. Uh, I built it out of oak, which is beautiful and looks great, and it's expensive. And then she said she wanted it more of a farm look, so I wound up uh, buying like the laminate floor mm -hmm. and put that on the very top of the table and put a border around it. It actually looks really good. But um, unique wise, I can build some small unique things. Big, uh, I don't know. Basically, you just show me a picture, and then I'll tell you if I can do it or not. When you first started getting started, first got started, did you make some things that were like, "Here you go, you yeah. have this." Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like uh, a, a deformed piece of oak or my, something. My my two boys were with me, and I had one piece of two by four left and we were in New York and it was snowing real bad. So I didn't really want to go to the store and the two by four, I cut it in half and wound up making the boys swords, like three foot swords yeah. out, of, out of each. And, uh, good toys for boys. Shiz. Yeah. They, they yeah. turned out so good. They, really? they look really, really good and they still have them now. They're in their rooms uh, I have to show you. It is insane how they turned out out of a stupid two by four. Yeah, but 
Can we get some? Can we get some? Yeah, like for Small the three Evan of us. Would love a <laughs> we'll go yes. LARPing. It sounds like a bad some idea for the for the uh, studio. Yeah, Matt, w- would you ever go LARPing if Mickey made us swords? Do you know what LARPing is? Nope. It's that live action role play. It's where. You dress like Lord of the Rings. You dress like Lord of the Rings and you go out and you swing swords in so a So that one night that I spent when I was... <laughs> so when I, you have done it. No, well, no, when I was a junior, when I was like a junior Marine and we went up to Greenville and ECU for oh, Halloween. Yeah, you dressed like a like gladi- Yeah, like yeah. gladiators. And it was it was clutch. But that was Halloween. Clutch. That wasn't... Yeah. You guys didn't gather. Correct. No, I have, zero interest, I have zero interest in reenactment anything. I think those people are silly. Can we go to a Renaissance fair, though? No. Why? Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind going just legs. to... Those are all the people that like love Harry Potter and have like who doesn't love Harry Potter? Who doesn't love people watching uh, people who love Harry Potter? Exactly, Evan. Thank you. Evan always sees it my way. I will never see any Harry Potter. I haven't. Just, you haven't watched one Harry Potter? No. Nor Mickey, I. what's your uh, take on Harry Potter? I've seen it, but I have children. There's yeah. no excuse. Matt, Matt also has, but children. I don't care for it. No, you know, it's thing? it's like the same thing with Star Wars. Everybody's looking at me now like they want to kill me. But no, 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 I, uh, no, no, I support okay. you because Star like, Wars is. I just is don't get it. Bummus. I, I don't, don't care get it. Even the original. I don't have the patience to watch it. Dude, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Okay, no, I'm feeling Mickey. like I'm on. I'm, an Lord, of, I'm right a Lord of the Rings guy. Everybody, stop talking. Okay, oh boy. Sorry, Mickey, Matt has the floor. Top Gun, yes yeah. or no? Yes. Okay, absolutely. Thank you. Point break. Yes, oh, yes or yeah. no? Oh yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> Those aren't even in the same category. Oh yes, they aren't even in the same category. <laughs> Matthew's so bad. Uh, yeah, they're in the glory break. category. Uh, no one likes Top. Endless Gun. Summer. Yes, uh-huh. both of them. Absolutely. Wingnut. Oh yes. my gosh! Evan, do you have, we haven't litigated Point Break on here, though. You're you're obviously you're a fan, right? Huge, huge, huge fan. Of okay, Point Break. Yeah. all right. We but I'm the only one with a limited there. edition, a very expensive piece of artwork in my house that is. Point How much Break. did you pay for that? Because I love it and I want to steal it. From I you. love it as well. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm your just I'm also print. your insurance agent, so I know that I'm gonna have to file the claim for you. Yeah, just the gone. print was like three hundred and something bucks, and then okay. to have it matted and everything, it's probably like five hundred bucks. Okay, so it's one of the most expensive pieces of art in my and house. That was the mask that Bodhi wore, right? With the yeah. Reagan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. the Reagan mask. It was, it yeah. was never about the money. It was never <laughs> about the money, yeah. I love it. All right, we got a couple minutes left. Mickey, if somebody wants to get in touch with you or wants to learn more about Veterans Memorial Reef, where should they go? Uh, they can go to our Facebook page, the Veterans Memorial Reef. It's uh, .org. Um, they, I believe we have the website. I was trying to remember if it was up or down right now, uh, but you can definitely look us up on Facebook. It'll explain more on how the founder of Veterans Memorial Reef, Thomas Marcinowski, came about the idea and and how this would benefit. Who's so, also my primary care provider at the VA. Yeah. And a good, and good a very close good friend of Mickey. He's a good primary care provider. Yeah. But, um, yeah, can we, you can get on there. There's point, point of contacts that'll lead you we'll anywhere you want to go. From yeah, there. yeah. We'll, did we'll we mention in the show notes. Did we mention the beer? No, we didn't. I mean, this is well, huge. Um, for a good story. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's, it's uh, the local brewing company, Waterman's, Waterman's, uh, Waterman's dad. got to get, they heard about us and what we were doing, and they wanted to support us. So the brewmaster there and the owner came to us and, hey, let's work with you. You work with us. And what can we do to help you? And uh, the brewmaster came up with a beer that he designed specifically for Veterans Memorial Reef. And what did they call it? (laughs) I don't Uh, remember. I just remember it was hella cool. I was like, dude. Salute. How did I forget that? It's called Salute. It's Saturday morning, bro. Come on. Now, uh, there is a different name for it because it's uh, an IPA type, so they have something. But uh, just go down to Waterman's and ask for a salute, and some of the proceeds of that 
go towards Veterans Memorial Reef yeah, to yeah. Love it. Um, hopefully get us one day where the veterans family will not have to spend a dime. Mm-hmm. To we would hope that we could put every single veteran that comes to us. I'm not spending a dime. I better get in mine the for water. Free without spending any money and so far we're doing really really good with that aspect of uh who is helping us out with you know making the concrete and making the uh the stones making you know all that stuff we have so many local vendors out here that that love us and are helping out dude the next the next time you guys go out and and you place some cremated remains can we come and document video document the whole thing Mm -hmm. we put tk out there with a gopro and a drone and matt you can dive down and be super gnarly that would be super yes i want to do it okay all right cool i'll make it happen all right I love that, and also go get a beer at Waterman's because some of that and money a breakfast goes. burger. Ooh, they have yeah. a great breakfast Gosh, burger. Gosh, man. Yeah, great who Bloody Marys on Sunday morning, Yeah, you and me. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't love a good fried egg on a cheeseburger? I know. I mean, it's so phenomenal. Something right. shiny. Something shiny. Chicken, here we go. Matt, anything to say as we close out the show? Mickey, I love you. I'm glad that I you, love you, too, man. you and Don came into the studio. And, um, yeah. Thank I'm, you I'm, guys I'm for stoked, having us. Stoked Mickey's part of our tribe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Evanescence? Yeah, Mickey, thanks for, for doing what you do, not only for the Veterans Memorial Reef, but also just like the work you do at the VA. It's it's terrifying being on this side of it and thinking about what's to come, but knowing no idea. knowing that the culture and the, the amount of care um, and it just what's going on in the VA to improvements is, is making me yeah, feel Yeah, thank you for saying process. that. Absolutely, you're welcome. I love it. That's what, that's what it's all about, community, finding mm-hmm. the people who can help in different ways. And then pulling all those resources together to make sure that the people who need those resources have access to it. Right. So, all right, Mickey, thanks, man. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of Signal Fire Radio. Until next time, go out there and feed your mind, strengthen your body, enrich your spirit, and grow your tribe. And go be a Signal Fire in your community. We will talk to you next week. Catch new episodes weekly and be sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe now and become a signal fire in your community.